Hey, Sue, how are you doing today? Oh, doing well. Good, good. Well, today we have a, just a great guest that came in and stopped by on Burn the Ship. And we have Miss Sue Kroskevich. Thank you very much. That's very good. Good. Yeah. And uh, she's here with us today from Accountable for Change, LLC. Mm -hmm. And uh, we appreciate you coming by today. Um, as you know, our podcast is for entrepreneurs who are either trying to get motivated educated or solving a problem mm -hmm. and as i was doing my research on you i know you have a lot of the answers so <laughs> again we definitely appreciate you coming by and so how's it going today it's going really well i appreciate uh, you having the uh, having the opportunity to uh, meet jay and the rest of your team here at uh, mp group uh, very much interested in learning more about what y'all do. Awesome. Awesome. Well, today, you know, it's going to be all about you. Mm -hmm. uh, what we would like to do is for you to share a few of your stories okay. so you can help some of these entrepreneurs understand that it is okay to get out there and take those next steps. A lot of times it takes a lot of gumption for them to say, hey, I'm going to step off of this curb, mm. get out here in this street. But once they get out there, sometimes they get unmotivated because of the challenges that are there. So, you know, we would like you just to share a little bit about yourself, you sure. know, and where you're from and some of your experiences. So, so tell us, where are you from? Uh, actually, New York City. Awesome. As awesome. far away from Rockmart as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Just I get it. it. I get it. The, uh, yeah, uh, born a Yankee. Mm -hmm. uh, my father was a uh, Marine Corps, okay. uh, retired Marine Corps. Okay. Uh, when he got around to retiring, we moved to Georgia. Mm -hmm. And once we got here, uh, went to Wheeler High School, which okay. is in Marietta. It's in Marietta. Uh, played basketball for. Corky Kell. Okay. And there's a there's a high school name for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned the the value of working on a team, being okay. on a team. Okay. Okay. Things. You know, it's interesting uh, when you mentioned the the story about entrepreneurs and getting started and, and things like that. Made me think about the first book I read when I was going to start my own business, mm -hmm. and that was Leap First by Seth Godin. I don't know if you've read that book. I or haven't. Not. I have not. That book, you get all the way up to the edge, and then you, you do. You either go or you pull back. Mm -hmm. And this was in 2015. I'd always worked inside of, a, inside of a business. And I said, this is it. If I'm ever going to do it, I have to go. Awesome. And awesome. it was at a point in my career where I did not want to go back and work for anyone else. I wanted to have my own business. Okay. Okay. What were some of those things that you were doing before you took that leap? Uh, the last job was I was chief operating officer of a top 10 Atlanta CPA firm in Atlanta. And it was a fabulous career. There. Okay. 20 years, learned a lot, helped a lot. We grew the firm. I think I was employee number 32 when I joined. And okay. Around the time I left, we had grown it to about 100 people. About 100 people. While you were there, what were some of the responsibilities that you had? Everything on the inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everything. Okay. We were able to, in the beginning, it was, like I said, about 32 people, and I did everything internally for the business. And then we were able to reach out and hire somebody to do the, the accounting, the finance end of it, somebody for marketing, somebody for IT, somebody for HR, and, and that's really where the strength is. The, the partners were fantastic. They allowed me the opportunity to build the infrastructure so that they could focus on what was important for providing the services 
to the clients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had been in public accounting in 1980. Okay. So I understood the, because this was the CPA industry, so I understood the business very well. In fact, that's my primary uh, client now is in the professional services. Okay, okay. Now, while you were there, you were there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always types of challenges that come up. Uh, can you share with us one of those challenges you were able to overcome while you were there with the firm? Uh, the Probably the primary challenge was how to inspire the new people coming in that their view of what their role should be is simply not doing the technical work to help grow the practice. And a lot of firms wait until somebody gets into the manager, senior manager, uh, partner level. And it's more important to, once somebody joins in, is to say, let's open up how your view, broaden your view of what you're here to do. And that would be in business development. And the other piece was, it relates back to what I do now, is that you're here to be a trusted advisor. What does that really mean to be a trusted advisor? It does not mean doing the checklist on an audit. It doesn't mean getting a perfect financial statement. It means sitting down and understanding what the client really needs. How can we mm-hmm. broaden what it is that the client needs? How can we understand it? and then help them solve those problems, be a facilitator as opposed to a consultant. Okay, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I've been in sales for many years now, and one of the true valuable lessons that I learned from my mentor when I first started was discovery fact-finding, because you cannot provide a resolution if you don't know what's going on. All you can do is really give your opinion, Mm -hmm. but if you get in there, you ask the right questions, you can at least try to diagnose it and put something together for them, but if you don't ask those questions, then it doesn't matter. It's all about listening, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is. It is. That is part of being successful. So you were there for 20 years, Mm -hmm. so when was it? Was it year... 17, 18, you started the idea, or did you have this idea of I'm going to own my own business early? So I was introduced to the consulting slash facilitation business advisory model back in 1980 by my first managing partner, Buddy Metcalf. And we did a lot of that work then when I joined GH&I after, say, the first eight or nine years, I said, we need to have a business advisory solution. And we had great technical providers, good in tax, audit, uh, you know, the bookkeeping, business accounting, and, and things like that. What we need to do is go one step further. And so that's when I met Dr. Chris Mason, uh, the book that I, that I gave you. Uh, he was with MindShop. He is with MindShop. And this was an intellectual property platform that is provided – to CPA firms primarily as to how can we how can we be more strategic in front of our clients so we started the business advisory practice it's still there at the firm in fact our firm was GH and I was acquired by Warren Averett mm-hmm. which is a very large regional firm now so that uh, I, I would say in 2003 okay I knew that I would leave the firm by 2013. Okay, okay. Well, that's a good deal. So the idea started to flicker. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I remember you saying you left about 2015. Yep. So about 2013 was your goal. What was that thing that happened that said, I'm taking that leap you were telling me about? Well, our firm 
that had started in 1980 was acquired by Warren Averett in 2013. Okay. So my role was gone. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it was like, hmm, okay. what okay. am I going to do? Okay. So okay. that was that 10 year was I actually filled out a, a graph. It's a vision purpose graph and said, by 2013, I want to be on my way to owning my own business. Hmm. And it was a leap of faith, if you will. So in 2015, that was it. My job had been eliminated at Warren Averett. Okay. So okay. it so, was... So it was a forced thing. It, it was, was a forced thing, which was, a, it was really good. I already knew, they knew, and it was really, I stayed on to help with the acquisition, the merger, that period of time. And I've never looked back. Okay. Okay. That's a good deal. That's very similar to why we named the podcast what it is, uh, Burn the Ship, because... At that particular time when we were coming in on 2020, you know, it was just a different period of time. But we had the mindset that we were going to go forward regardless. So what we did is took that same story from Cortez and we said, hey, we got to the new island, got all our supplies off. We burned the ship so it's no turning back. So that's awesome that you had that same mindset that we have for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So now... You're a business facilitator. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what that is and what it is that you do. So as a, as a facilitator, we get in the trenches with the client. We're not going to be a consultant that's going to tell somebody what to do. So we have to step back and we have a, uh, a framework that we work with all clients. It's called now, where, how. Okay. Okay. And, and that's very simple for people to understand. And uh, get in there, we diagnose the issues, like what you were saying earlier. We'll define what the priorities are going to be. Uh, we'll then um, identify, we'll like, determine, you know, what are the next steps that we absolutely have to follow. And then it comes back to what are the results that we can deliver with the client to build a sustainable business. And that's the key for us. So we partner with people, we facilitate, we work with the business owner we work with teams there's never one size that fits all think about your own organization think about the organizations that you've worked with everything that can go wrong inside of a business generally goes wrong with business so it's all about helping them solve problems right right, every day and the 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 one piece that that we think makes us different is because of our uh, strategic partner being MindShop, which is our intellectual property platform, there's an education, a learning and application element to everything that we do because when we leave a client, we want that client to be better than when we started working with them, and we want that to be sustainable in their business so that they're not always dependent on us. Okay, okay. When you take a look at those problems that you're trying to solve and facilitate for them, do they just generally... Uh, revolve around money or or, or are they um, human resource things? What are you usually fixed? What do you find is the biggest thing yeah. that you have to fix? Well, for example, right now, it's it's the performance enhancement. Because of the 20, because of 2020 and the, the pandemic and people learning how to work remotely and, and all of that, it's we found that the high performing individuals are overwhelmed with too much work because the people underneath them in the organization, the people who are not accustomed to working remotely, they're individuals who don't have the right, they don't have the capability, they don't know how to work outside of an office, 
that we're finding that there's a huge gap, a capacity gap and a skill gap. So we get involved in that. We're doing workshops on performance enhancement and what can be done. The other thing is, sure, it's always going to be about profitable growth. Every bit of things, everything that we do is how can we ensure that's the sustainable piece of what we do. How can we help you set that vision where you want to go? That's the where part of our framework. What do we have to do right now? And so one of the things that we do with every client, without question, is we have to have a one-page plan. Okay. We cannot work with you. It's like as an individual. When we work with individuals, do you have a plan for your life? It's as simple as that. You don't have a plan. You've got to have a plan. And we put it into uh, a, a, a format that they can easily understand. Then we follow up every, it could be monthly, it could be quarterly. But that's the driver that aligns what's going on, you know, for the organization, aligns to the people, and then to the strategy. Okay. I saw that um, in your profile you had a history with Dale Carnegie. I do. In, in training. Yeah. You are, are you able to use some of those things in what you're doing now? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but it's Dale Carnegie, the part that I got involved in, I'm no longer providing face-to-face, obviously, because of the pandemic. And they did go internally. It's leadership and management. And one of the things that I found is I thoroughly enjoyed being up in, in front of a, a room of 20, 25, 30 individuals at all different levels of their career is leadership is really about experience and exposure. And when, when people graduate from school, what kind of leader do you think they're going to be? They're, they haven't had much experience at that time. Uh, or exposure. Right. And so it was always so much fun to use the Dale Carnegie materials, and it was very interactive. And that's what I, that's what I thoroughly enjoy is being there, helping people. It's like, all right. And, and even in the Dale Carnegie program, People had to have a plan. Right. That was very impressive. So the uh, the Dale Carnegie 30 principles are uh, life-changing, and we go through those also. We did go through those in the in the course. So, yeah, yeah. I did that for like wow, six years. I related to that because when I first got into corporate, I, I was in school, played sports, graduated. Uh, then I went to my first corporate job, and one of the things that I had to do with them first before I even stepped on the sales floor was go through those Dale Carnegie classes. So when I saw that, I just wanted to talk about it because I had been through it you once have. because I was in their management training program, and wow. that was part of the requirements that you had to do. I, like I said, I did that for a while before I even started learning the products and services that I'll be providing. So when I saw it, I had to give it a shot because I've seen it. I've seen it too. It, it's powerful, powerful material, and it does change people's lives. Yes, yes, most definitely. So you've told us a, a little bit about what it is that you guys are doing. What do those clients look like for you? Are they a specific niche or are they all over the board? What would you say your ideal client looks like? Well, the ideal client is going to be that business owner. Mm-hmm. And also the senior manager, normally in an enterprise, that says, we want to really build a sustainable business or we want to exit the business. It goes either way. The things that are important to us is you have to love your business. You have to have a passion for your business. And you also have to have a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can't work together otherwise. That's right. Because there's so much in the trenches that we have to do. And... And one of the things that a, a client of mine told me a couple of years ago is he said, Sue, the reason why I like working with you is because you're a loyal dissenter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and I was like, well, what do you mean by that? And I actually had to go look it up because I wasn't really sure that was a compliment or not. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and Harvard Business Review had like two years before that had really done a, an article on loyal dissenter. Mm-hmm. And it's what all organizations want. They want the individual inside their organization to not always agree with them on everything. Right. And so, yeah, if I see something, I'm going to be very vocal, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's just from my experience, what I've done, what I know, doesn't mean that you have to follow it. It's just if I think kind of veering off the wrong course, I'll yeah. just tell you. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with sharing that. That's why you're such a valuable piece because it didn't. you didn't just fall in line. If you saw something that was a little bit out of bounds, uh, you go ahead and, and speak up. That's part of what you do to help others. So mm-hmm. I can definitely understand that definition of it. Now, you said enterprises. Is there a specific size business that you're trying to work with? You know, I the sweet spot for me has become $10 million and under. Okay. All okay. right. You can have a lot of people in an organization, even at $10 million. Mm-hmm. But you, when you start a business, the first threshold you have to cross is the $6 million mark. You have to grow. If you want to grow your business, you've got to be able to get through $6 million. The next one is the $10 million. Okay. Okay. And so there's no rhyme or reason to what uh, entrepreneurs do when they hire people. They, some hire a lot of instru- infrastructure even below $10 million. Some don't. Uh, when you get up and over, like you start going to a 15, 20 million, then people have really invested heavily into who they think should be in their company. It's a little, it's a little more political than I want to be involved in. Okay. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. Cause it is a lot of money, you mm-hmm. know, and if you're having that much revenue come through, it has to be other types of structures are in place or that is just going to fall down. You know, that just makes total sense. Now you share with us, some of your history, you know, what you're currently doing now, who's a good client for you. One of the other big parts of our business is our referral partners. Mm-hmm. And having those referral partners that are talking to the same decision maker are good referral partners for us. What does that person look like for you? So recently, uh, I can give you an example. I was speaking with an individual who works in a bank, uh, specifically in the SBA area comes across a lot of businesses that have have been around for quite some time. Of course, we just went through the PPE where the SBA was heavily involved. Mm-hmm. And and I said, "Okay, I appreciate you're going to you want to refer to me. We've known each other a couple of years." I said, "How can I help you?" And he said, uh, "Service my clients." Right. He says, "If you service my clients, then my clients will will, you know, be able to pay their loans back and that sort of thing." So a, a referral partner that way. Okay. Uh, attorneys okay. are very good referral partners for me. And then M&A. Okay. I've been through a, a merger. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to go through that. And so I like to get in on the uh, takes. You know, it could take anywhere from three to five years to optimize a business on the front end. I always say when you start a business, decide if you're going to go through succession, exit, What's your end goal? And I always want to go into a client. I always say, why am I here? What can I do for you? Yep. Knowing the next steps is always important. Mm -hmm. I've learned that as well with my years in business and sales. Always be prepared for 
that next step. You know, mm-hmm. we can have a conversation, not say I have to close you on that particular one, but having a defined next step is truly important. And that's what you really talked about today is making sure to have a plan. You know, a lot of people get out here, they have these ideas, they take the leap of faith, but they don't have a plan. They don't have an outline of where they try to go. I explain that all the time. We're trying to get from point A to point B, but if you don't have a plan, you could actually go way over here and way over there just to get there. So so if if you guys are out there listening, just make sure that you have a plan Mm -hmm. is, is, is really the key to what she is saying. Now, We've talked about all of these serious things, you know, your business, your work, you what it what you do. Now, let's just say money isn't an issue. What would you do if outside of being a business facilitator? Just anything you would like to do, money's mm-hmm. not an issue. What would you be? So, uh, one of the things that I I love is just you're get you're making me think here, okay? <laughs> Good. That means <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my job. Nice. You are doing your job. Nice. Uh, it's more around travel. Okay. All right. I just got back from Santa Fe and yeah, I'm just going out West. Okay. And talking with people, learning from people. There's probably a book somewhere in all of that, that there are so many interesting people in the world. I may never, may never publish that book. But the stories, it's like I've, I've, I met this individual. Her name is Mo. She works with Southwest Adventures. Okay. Started her company in, uh, in, in New Mexico. Her husband wrote a book about um, people who start forest fires, meaning they're prescribed fires. Okay, okay. And my point being is if you open up yourself and you just talk with people, you find that people are totally, it's like what you do with Burn the Ship. People are totally fascinating. So my, my point is, is that's what I want to spend the rest of my life doing was learning from others. Okay. I'm, I'm very, very much passionate about that because every day I learn something new. So I already have grandkids. Okay. Got that. Got a wonderful, beautiful family. Mm-hmm. And now it's the next step is what can I learn? How can I contribute? Okay. Okay. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because we just try to paint the picture for our entrepreneurs that are watching. We understand that, you know, you can have a job at first, you know, but Mm -hmm. if you have those ideas, it's important to know that they can come to fruition. It's not going to be easy anytime Mm -hmm. or all the time, but you know, you can do it. And although you've been successful in what you're doing, you're still human. You like to do other things. So we just try to paint a picture for them to let them know it's okay to be human. We know you got to work 23 hours a day, but, (laughs) but you know, you can sit back and, and, and enjoy life as well. So that's why I asked you that particular question. Now, um, in these particular segments that we do, mm-hmm. we always give you the opportunity to have what we call the last word. Okay. So I don't know if you're about to sing, if you're about to do a poem or scripture, whatever it may be, what you got. I what can't you, carry what, a tune at all. So I will, what I will say, because this is a business segment mm-hmm. and we did talk about plan and things, is have a vision for your business. And once you do, then know what your core values are. And for example, the book I gave you, that, that book, Value to Others, is all about our underlying uh, guidelines, is, how, is our philosophy, how we run our business. 
The core values are how we treat other people and how we want to be treated. And then honor your people. Your people are the strength of your company. Awesome. Awesome. We definitely appreciate you sharing that with us today, Sue. How can the people get in contact with you? Uh, Sue G at Accountable for Change. Best way, accountableforchange.com. Also, there I'll, I'd like to give an offer out for everybody out who's listening today. And uh, one of the things we believe strongly in is, again, I said education, the learning and the application part. If people will contact me at Suji at accountableforchange.com, that's F-O-R uh, in, the, in the Accountable for Change, we'll register them free of charge for our four-step problem-solving course. And it is the first course that we have all our clients go through. It'll be life-changing for the individuals. Uh, they'll also have to create a plan when they're done. But this is something that uh, we started doing last year to help our clients and also prospects. When people contacted us, we said we'd like to register you for this. It's probably got 12 modules. You can use it in your personal life, and you can use it for business. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sue, we truly appreciate you coming by today. We just can only accept that knowledge you've sent over to us. And like I said, we truly appreciate it. So thanks for coming by today. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Thanks.